Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. On episode 59 of the local Sunday Sports Podcast, I'm in the studios of WING 1410 AM, Dayton's ESPN radio station, to talk with programming director Justin Kinner, and sports talk host, Mark Schlemmer. Also on this edition, we'll give you all the local Cincinnati and Dayton high school football scores from the opening week. We're winging it! Welcome to the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Sunday Sports Podcast. In this weekly podcast, Lee W. Mowen brings the sports world of Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio, to you, the listener. Visit the LeeWMowen.com, spelled T-H-E-L-E-E-W-M-O-W-E-N, to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and the links to follow along on social media. Music is provided by FreeStockMusic.com. And now, for the latest edition on everything Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports, here's Lee W. Mowen. Before we bring you the interview with Justin Kinner and Mark Schlemmer, it's time for high school football scores from week one in the local Sunday sports area. We'll start off with the Wednesday battle as Purcell Marion defeats Summit Country Day on Wednesday, 15-14. And another Wednesday score, Woodward defeats Withrow, 31 to nothing. We'll go to the next few games. The Battle of Kettering is on TV and a couple other outlets carried the broadcast as Fairmont defeats Alter 12-6. In the Battle of Riverside, a game that you could have heard on GemCitySports.com live, or you can hear through the archive, Carroll defeats Stebbins 49-13. In other non-Friday affairs, Cincinnati Taft defeats Thurgood Marshall 34-0. Anderson takes down Mount Healthy and the Owls 34-25. Middletown Christian defeats Lockland and the Panthers 19-7. And St. Bernard Elmwood plays Titans 39, Schroeder Jaguars 0. 
Now we take a look at the bunch of Friday scores. There are a ton of them. So here we go. Twin Valley South defeats Dixie in the Battle of US 35, 35-12. Valley View takes down Wilmington 50-26. It's Greenville 40 and Eaton 7. Milltown Masson shuts out Franklin 22-0. Brookville comes back and takes down Tri-County North in Lewisburg 26-22. Oxford Talawanda with a 34-12 win over Preble Shawnee. Bethel defeats Northridge 21-18. It's Edgewood taking down Monroe in Battle of Butler County Schools 49-7. Kings 17, Lebanon 14. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 41, Carlisle 14. Northmont defeats Lima Senior on the road 56-13. Beechcroft 27, Pontiac Tech 10. Miami East defeats Milton Union 47-10. Marymount with a 35-24 win over the Lumberjacks of Oakwood. Troy 43, Belmont 8. Little Miami takes down West Carrollton 49-13. It's Tecumseh 31, Fairborn 0. Trotwood Masson with a very impressive win in Cincinnati. A 13-3 win over Winton Woods and the Warriors. Bellbrook with a road 17-9 win against Tippecanoe. Harrison 42, Vandalia Butler 19, Fenwick 42, Anna 27, CJ 42, Piqua 22, St. Mary's defeats Sydney 35-7, in the Bow of Green County, it's 41-14, Xenia defeating Beaver Creek, Springfield 20, Lancaster 14, Wayne with a 56-20 win at the Backyard Blitz against Austin East Magnet out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Fairfield 49, Centerville 21. It's Mason 10 and Springboro 6. Miamisburg 49, Northwest 7. In the Battle of Clinton County, it's Clinton Massey 77 and East Clinton 7. Hillsboro with a 30-28 win over Western Brown. Washington 58, Blanchester 42. Waynesville with a shutout win over Bethel Tate, 34-0. Bactavia 14, Williamsburg 6. Claremont Northeastern 16, Clark Montessori 0. West Claremont with a 14-3 win over Hamilton. Cincinnati Aiken takes down North College Hill, 42-0. Cincinnati Country Day 25, Holy Cross 6. Fayetteville 46, Manchester 0, Miami Valley Christian 49, Hillcrest 6, Salina 41, Versailles 12, West Liberty Salem 35 to Grahams 3, Triad takes down Bradford 48 to 12, and Sonia with a shutout win over Riverside 28 nil, Coldwater with a 52 to 27 win over Kenton, the Patriots of Tri Village with a 50 to 12 win over Jefferson Township and the Broncos, Fort Recovery 23, Layman Catholic 6, Middletown 42, Western Hills 0, National Trail 34, Riverview East Academy 6, Worthington Christian 20, Northeastern 13, in a battle of directions, Northwestern 49, Southeastern 7, Troy Christian 42, Dayton Christian 21, in the battle, the Eagles versus the Warriors, St. Henry 22, Covington nil, Springfield Shawnee defeats Greenan 40-21, New Bremen with a 27-12 win over Benjamin Logan, Mississinawa Valley 36, Cedarville 6, Mechanicsburg with a 54-14 win over Kenton Ridge. Marion Pleasant with a 40-7 win over Indian Lake and the Lakers. London with a 41-7 win over Urbana. 
Elder takes down Gahan and Lincoln, 31 nil. Van Wert, 34. Brian, 7. Wapakoneta, 28. Belfountain, 14. Colerain with a shutout win over LaSalle, 23 nil for the Cards. Crestview, 59. Parkway, 35. Ottawa Glandorf, 21. Eastwood, 19. Delpho St. John's, 50. Toledo Woodward, 13. It's Hamilton Baden with a 41 to 20 win over Ross. Deer Park, 36. Hughes, 14. Goshen, 21. McNicholas, 7. Indian Hill, 45. New Richmond, 12. Lakota East defeats Walnut Hills, 42 to 7. Madeira, 31. Norwood, 9. Roger Bacon with a big 54 to 7 win over Reading. Muller takes down Clarkson North out of Ontario, Canada, 27-14. Wyoming, 42. Columbus Academy, 14. Turpin, 34. New Philadelphia, 14. Oak Hills, 28. East Central Indiana, 21. Newport, Kentucky, 27. Finneytown, 18. St. X with a 34-0 win over Lakota West. Sycamore defeats Loveland, 33-13. Lawrenceburg, Indiana, 35. Taylor, 14. Minster with a 34-14 win over Fort Loramie. Meadowdale defeats the Columbus Crusaders, 38-6. Greenview with a 49-27 win over Arcanum. Waynesville, Goshen, 46 Toledo Christian 26, New Miami 32, Gamble Montessori 0, and St. Francis of Sales 35, Dunbar 0. The last two scores happening Saturday, St. Francis of Sales and Dunbar, the last game of the Backyard Blitz. That's your look at week one scores in the southwest Ohio portion of the state. Hard to believe high school football is back. We'll do this the start of... Every episode for the next 10 weeks and the first episode of the week to bring you the scores of high school football. It's been a lot of fun to do. It's It was a lot of fun tweeting the scores out again. I haven't done that in a couple years. Just I fell behind and I lost interest in it and I didn't do it for about two seasons, three seasons. So, again, you can find all those scores on my Twitter account, the Lee W. Mowen. And I'll tweet the final scores throughout the Fridays in the state of Ohio. And now, episode 59, Just Winging It, with Justin Kinner and Mark Schlemmer. in Kettering, Ohio, and today I have Justin Kinner and a popular guest on my podcast. He hasn't been on the podcast since episode 32. That's been about when Mark Schlemmer got back on radio. I hate that guy. Yeah, he's all right. He's right there. He's giving you a dirty look. <laughs> Are you going to read your alphabet again? Actually, no, I don't even I thought say... this was your opening. No, no, no. Hey, I we're say... at Alpha Media. We're sitting in the wing studio. <laughs> Lee's going to try to have a podcast. Let's get this underway. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Justin's a first-time Ooh, guest on take, here. You got to take that water off. If, if my engineer walks I by, you said this guy knew that, what he was doing. He does know what he's doing. I have all the confidence in the world. But just yeah, there we go. That keeps our job safe. This is going to be an interesting episode fifty-nine. Writing the books. And Justin's you're not allowed a, to edit it either. But, yeah. How much? How many cuss words? Can hey, you we're count? not hitching no, Jack. I, we're funny. That was a pretty cool episode, though. I, I like it that one. It was not. 
It was dull. Mark, you stay right there. This is just going to be. I tried to listen to it. It was dull. <laughs> Not like us. All right, let's get this thing going. Let's go. Justin, where are you from? What? Oh, just like that. Parts right unknown. Into it. Yeah. Parts unknown. <laughs> I, st- I get, I get <laughs> right I graduated Van Wert High School. I was actually born in El Paso, Texas, believe it or not. Hmm. I lived there until I was about 10, 11 uh, years old. And Three years ago? In Ohio. Huh? Three years ago you no, moved I, here? No. I was this height. Oh, I know, but you're a I was 10, 11 years old. Yeah. That'd be what that'd be heck of a commute from El Paso, Texas, Dane, Ohio, just to about I go visit family there about once a year. Um, but you know, it's all about Ohio now. How did you find yourself in the wonderful world of broadcasting? I wasn't smart enough to do anything else, so <laughs> let's just be honest. I tried teaching and uh, I go up in front of a classroom, which by the way, you know what at five five there's nothing more depressing than standing up in front of third and fourth graders and they're all taller than you. So that's that's the You first weren't problem. into teaching really? Oh I really did. I got to the point where I was student teaching. <laughs> what grade were you teaching? Uh, I was early education. Wow. So, there you go. Now and here's the deal. I'd get up in front of the classroom, I'd teach something, and they'd all you know, if our listeners if I can envision our listeners they probably look about as puzzled as what my students did when I was student teaching. Uh, and, you know, I didn't have a second way to teach. So the second they didn't understand what I was trying to say at that point, I had nothing else. So it's kind of like our listeners right now. They hear it one way. I can't get them to hear it another way. So I just say, screw it. We're done. Move on. Teaching didn't work out. Um, went back home for about a year. I uh, was working in a factory and hating life. And I'm looking around and a lot of people working in a factory and I applaud them. As crazy as this sounds, I'm actually jealous of them because – they can do it, and I'm not saying they enjoy it, but they it's not to the point where it keeps them from wanting to work. I could not do a factory job. I, I just was literally miserable, um, and I just had to find a way to get out. Right State had a student radio station you're familiar with, and that's mm-hmm. where I ended up kind of getting intrigued by the radio business. Former sports directors of WWSU as well. There's what a working endorsement of WWSU. Well, well, you know, taking over for you, it's a lot better than the situation I took over from the previous person that was in charge here. So uh, I'll yeah. say that at least. Uh, Brandon, it's hard to fill in a shoes of a Hall of Famer. <laughs> You'll get it eventually. <laughs> Slummer, how did you get into broadcasting again? Totally by accident. <laughs> um, I had never obviously done radio before. After After I'd gotten out of baseball, my daughter was killed. Um, got a call from a person at the Dayton Daily News suggesting I go down to WONE that they needed a sports talk host or something to that effect. And I'd never done it before. And next thing I know, here I am. Um, so it's unlike you two guys that actually had training in it, wasted four or five years of your life in college trying to learn <laughs> how to do this. Um, just kind of fell into it. Um, I have no idea why it taken off like it did. Um, but that's how I got into it, basically, at O&E, doing the sports talk show down there. started as an hour and ended up being four hours a day and just really took off. So just fortunate, lucky. Um, certainly wasn't something I ever envisioned doing. In fact, Justin and I laugh about it still. We used to listen to shows all the time, you know, when Trumpy was on and Furman and Consworth and laugh at the people and go, who the hell calls these shows? And now it that's takes all kinds. When did you start working at Wing and Alpha Media? Uh, for me, uh, I would have been back in 2014, I believe. Yeah, I was 14. Uh, I was at the student radio station. I was actually just in my office there at the time 
probably skipping class. I think actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> no, no, no. I was skipping class. I was supposed to be in class. And had, had I gone to class, and that's what's ironic about all of this, because had I gone to class, I would not be doing radio uh, right now because I just, I skipped class that day. I was in uh, my office and I was catching up on an assignment or something. And we had a test for the next class I was in later that afternoon. We ended up. I ended up staying in there to study for that. Well, Gerald Hooper, who is actually uh, – he works here at the station as well, former WWSU guy, comes in and says, hey, uh, that the um, the program director for WING at the time was looking for someone from the WWSU station that would be interested in, in hosting a couple Cincinnati Reds pregame shows. And would I be interested? I said, yeah, I mean, absolutely. So I jumped on that. But like I said, had I not skipped class – Okay, skipping class does pay off. Skipping class got me the job I have today. That's what got me in the building, um, and it started out just doing a couple of those shows, ended up getting the whole show handed to me doing the entire first year. Um, at that time, they had added a second hour, don't know why, to the sh- local show that was on uh, before hours, and they needed a producer. So then I got that job, uh, and then that led to a full-time sales job, and then it led to me hanging around until an opportunity presented itself, and that's how I ended up here. But, yes, I always say that skipping class was the smartest decision I ever made because that's what allowed me to get this job. Did you ever get an invitation to come to class from a teacher? Oh, no. I did. An invitation? <laughs> 31 straight days I missed. No. I mean, I, I, would, I, do, I would do the whole thing where, you know, you show up. About, if you have two classes a week, you go to one class a week. Then you always have to find some way to charm the teacher a little bit and say, that traffic out there, it's a bitch, ain't it? Like, you you know, you got to find some way to keep it, you know, to keep so the professor remembers you, then they like you, and then you're, you're good to go. Putty in my hand, half the professors at Wright State. So that's what I did wrong. I went to classes. I should have just stayed so in the station. I told you wasted five years of your life. Yeah. Now, now I know, eight years after getting my diploma. And Schlemmer, uh, we had an episode on the podcast, uh, 32. Actually, when you got your radio show, that was that was pretty cool, too. Yep. Um, been here since, what, February mm-hmm. the 14th? As, as many of you know, six years I was off, well-rested. And Justin found a way to get me back in here and been here since. And I've been kicking myself since. See? Should have <laughs> gone to class. No, uh, that whole thing was – that. I didn't, I didn't expect – look, every December, and this is like this for every people, you just start, like, all right, another year in the books – I mean, you do this all the time, right? Well, what's next year going to bring? Uh, you know, I was doing sales. I wasn't the best salesperson. I had the passion. I love radio, but I was like, I don't know if I could do another full year of sales. I think my bosses were saying, I don't know if this mofo can do another full year of sales, too. Uh, and then when this position opened up, I mean, I'm like, I've had ideas for you. I always said that if the second that I had an opportunity to take over and run a station, that this was going to be, uh, I already had ideas set. I already knew what I wanted to do. So when it was announced that I was going to get the job, I was like, you it just was surreal. Like it did not, you know, I hit the ground running, but this guy over here, I always joke around. I lost a bet and that's why I brought him on board. <laughs> so you never make bad bets. Never make bad bets. I need a winner. What? I need a winner. <laughs> <sighs> I got to catch my breath. For those that don't listen to the show or haven't been able to yet. There's what a is, lot of them. What is the Kenner and Schlemmer show like? We, I don't know. Train wreck, calamity. <laughs> Hatred, anger, <laughs> fun. Beats work. But enough about your life. Yeah, Let's right. talk about the show. Oh, I didn't take that anger. long. <laughs> I always carry a Q-tip with you so you can clean up your mess and go home. You're so gross. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what were you so uh, red for there, man? Elijah, you look I like Pecoro all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, How do you describe our show? 
Um, well, passionate people, um, off-centered people. Drunks. Um, you have everything from scholars to drunks to, I don't even know the right word to use, passionate, but blind, um, drunk, overzealous, unrealistic, drunk. Yeah. Um, it's, you get a wide variety. You see the true colors of people when you get into certain sports topics. Good and bad. Good and bad, without a doubt. The current one, Urban Meyer, it's incredible how passionate and how absolutely, when you have 65-year-old men wanting to fight people and using letters and words that George Carlin wouldn't use, that crosses a line, at least Hmm. in my way of thinking it does. There's no way sports or this should get to that point because what we do is for entertainment. And, yeah, we stir people up, not always intentionally, as many people think it's a shtick. It's not. But we know the topics that are going to push people's buttons. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think that's done in a malicious way. Um, Stirring the pot is, I don't believe this, but I'm going to say it anyway to piss people off. We just know, like this Urban Meyer topic, we feel strongly a certain way that many people don't feel like we do, but they think that because we are posting our opinion on it, that we're trying to stir it up, and that's not the case at Well, all. people even, and, and they said it even this morning, they confuse Justin and I a lot of times with being reporters. No, we're not investigative reporters, but the only reporting that he does, because I don't even fool with this stuff, is going to like press conferences after a UD or Wright State game or something like that. We're not reporters. We're basically talk show hosts that give our opinions on what other people, I guess, report. Now, yeah, we obviously see things on TV and and that, but I don't consider part of the media. I'm a sports talk host. Nothing more, nothing less. But people obviously see it a different way. It's it's not as easy as people think it is or make it out to be. They think you walk in at 3 o'clock, turn the mic on, and away you go. There's a lot more show prep every day that goes into what we do. And if you come in unprepared, you make a mistake, you try to lie to somebody, you get taken apart, you're done. Your career is done. But the show is fun, and that's what it's meant to be. Now, yeah, it gets heated at times, which is all part of it. But when it crosses a certain a certain line, that's foolish. There's yeah. a lot of other things much more important going on. But the passion people have, it gives them a place to talk and a place to vent, and that's what sports talk is. That's why it's called sports talk. They don't want to hear us or a Hall of Famer from days gone by talk about nothing. It's their show. Yeah. But it's fun. There's a lot of different avenues that jump off of it, some good, some bad. But it is fun. And the nice thing about sports talk is you have, you know, not all sports talk hosts are the same. You have different opinions, different voices out there, different takes. And that's that's what sports talk's all about, really. And I don't want to be the same as him. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> There's a lot of, you know, I we get, have a lot of similar opinions. Look, what's actually interesting about how this show works is that we are very different in a lot of avenues in the way we approach it. And somehow it's actually kind of blended pretty well. It's a little bit of mix. I mean, we always, I always call it a perfect compromise. It's a blend of his old show with the blend of how I do a show. And it's just a happy medium in between. And I think it still gets everybody involved. It still gets. Uh, the strong topics push that we need to get pushed, especially with being an Ohio State affiliate, being a Cincinnati Reds affiliate, uh, you know, 
and as and you've talked about this a hundred times. If I do a radio show in Cincinnati, the only thing I could talk about is Reds and Bengals and FC Cincinnati now, uh, or Bearcats, Xavier. So I mean, you have choices, but you're locked into that city. Um, to where us, we can talk anything and everything. We can talk Reds, we can talk Buckeyes, we could talk Browns, we could talk Bengals, we could talk Blue Jackets, uh, we could talk anything. We talk golf. Um, if there's we could talk Alabama. We could talk whatever we want because we're centrally located here uh, in Dayton. And it's like we could just pick the hottest topics that people want to talk about as opposed to where if I'm uh, an afternoon guy in Cincinnati, I got to fill three hours with, well, gee, why is Billy Hamilton still on the team? Which we do, but we can do it and then tag out and go to a new topic. They have to stretch that out for about an hour. And I think that's why I like what we do here better. And Mark, I always- this is this is the best area by far. Just for those reasons, you're not locked in. I didn't even in. include our local teams. No, like, you're I just not made, locked you know. into anything. I mean, we've got Wright State, UD, Sinclair, you name it. We barely get into high school sports around here just because of all the other things that are available to talk about. You know, you've got a ton of Browns fans, a ton of Bengals fans, Ohio State, obviously, Michigan. And Cincinnati, as he said, you're locked into basically Cincinnati, Xavier, Kentucky, Reds, Bengals, Cleveland, same thing with the Browns and their teams, Columbus, pretty much all Ohio State. This is the perfect area. You can go any which way you want because you have that many different sets of fans for those given teams. And I think that's where we have an advantage over the other cities. Plus, we're not whipped cream boards where you have to put whipped cream on every turd that these teams throw out in that given area. It doesn't mean we're right or wrong. It's just opinions. We're not sports reporters. We are just giving opinions, giving people a chance to talk and give their opinions. Nothing more, nothing less. And where else can you dress like this and go to work? You can't but see me. This is an audio podcast, Mark. People the best still part can't. About they don't get to see me. Thank the exactly. Lord. <laughs> because if I had to hire people based on looks, sorry, man. <laughs> I'd be. <laughs> well, I'd be getting someone that was tan and uh. You know, was already on TV. At Kentucky and and. <laughs> I'm a big strong football guy. Well, I'm Al again. Then so, hooray! If it's all looks, we'd all be in trouble, man. So. Hooray. What's been some of your favorite conversations between you two? Off air? <laughs> well, on air. In the cleanest off air. you'd be fired for oh, the man. stuff we talk about off the air. I mean, oofa. It's, <laughs> it, I think it's it's more the people instead of the conversation. Now, there are people that will call in and we'll look at each other like, what did he just say? <laughs> what, what did that mean? We had a guy the other day ask what Jesus was doing down in the dirt. And he was serious. And it he was dead serious. Front. I was going to say, I don't know. He's writing up a pass play or running play. I don't know. So I said, peace be with you and dropped the call and we moved on. So it was like, okay, thanks, buddy. The um, conversations come from the people. Because, you do, again, you don't know where they're going to, what they're going to come from, how passionate they are or how unrealistic they are. But we'll sit back afterward, and not just us, but people write in laughing about the different things you hear. And that's part of the fun of the show. That's what makes the show what it is. Not that the people are trying to be stupid or funny. They just do it naturally. <laughs> but it's the conversations. Oh, man. Well, we came back from Detroit one night up at the Horizon League tournament. I don't know how he even <laughs> drove. <laughs> but all the way back, <laughs> we're listening to one of the shows and just kept replaying certain comments <laughs> that just make you laugh. And you just – it's always – when people come in and get to see behind the curtain, and this was – before when I was on years ago, it's always funny when they walk out because then they go, oh, now I know what you guys do behind the curtain. Well, yeah, I mean, you, 
you laugh and you have fun with what's on. Conversations, man, there have been so many different ones that they just pop into your mind all of a sudden, and you're just left shaking your head. So I don't know if I can narrow it down to one certain one. Look, I'm immature, and anytime, and this is a podcast, and if you want to bleep it out, you could bleep it out, but... Anytime we get a good hey, out of a caller, it it really those are the, I mean we just had uh, what the sheriff a couple of weeks ago he didn't even realize he said it uh, comrade he's dropped a couple of dishes on our show and not just his opinions I mean his actual no I'm just joking comrade they he, just they get so wrapped <laughs> up in talking um, and it's a conversation and it just comes out and they like he said they don't even know they're doing it and that's it's, just funny but we get them so fired up or they get so passionate about what they're talking about. You know, and the other thing too that's funny is how many guests that we are not guests, but how many callers we get that are like, you know, oh, it's you know, I had to sneak out of work. People run to their car to call in because they get so fired up with what we're talking about, or they'll, you know, uh, who was it? Oh, they'll text us because they're at their office and they yeah. can't call. Back porch. Half the time, porch will you know, like, oh, I'm on break. I came out to my car real quick to give you a call. Uh, those things just crack me up because I do a lot. Of, I can't imagine. Again, we work in this business, but I can't imagine having another job where I was that passionate about having to stop what I'm doing to go out to my car to make a call into a radio. But show. that also that also tells him or should what you're doing is hitting nerve you're doing your job because the job is to get people to react and again it's not it's not something justin goes out of his way to do or i do just to throw something out to piss somebody off to go i'll stir it up this time and we get accused of that all the time which comes with the territory but when you can get people to react then you've you've done your job it's just like you see my page every day you see the stuff he posts on his when people are that passionate to what do they do at work all day because they're on here all day. So what we're doing works. But it's basically entertainment. It gives people a place to go to get away from the nonsense of everyday life. And that's what makes it what it is. Again, it's a talk show. That's what it's for. But, yeah, what we do, it's it's hard to describe sometimes, to be honest with you. You mentioned, you know, about the conversations you have with others. It's like, it's like a phone call, pretty much, that want to talk sports with you. And it's like... Except, you know, you got this nice equipment hooked up to a phone. They're just on a cell phone. But it's like, it's just like having a conversation like this. Well, it is. But the difference is, as he says, a lot of people just get fired up angry. Well, think about how you talk sports with friends. It's a lot more colorful talking sports with friends off the radio than before. So the fact that we don't get more bombs is a little impressive, considering your crowd, by the way. (laughs) My crowd. (laughs) crowd. None of my crowd has dropped dropped a bomb. Nick's come close a few times, but, I mean, your crowd's the only one that's dropping bombs on the show. <laughs> They're passionate. How many times have you had to use the dump button? Oh, God, probably five or six so far. I said a bad word once that I'll never forget. In fact, I screenshotted it. Um, I won't say Which the word. word? The, the, the P word. I don't know. Yeah, the one on St. Patrick's St. Day. St. Patrick's Day. Something like a cat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a meow. I'm going to say a meow. So we're at we're doing a remote uh, a, a live show. It was a Saturday, I believe, it's St. Patty's Day. We're out at Harrigan's, and you know it's shoulder to shoulder people. I mean, it's constant. We're talking, but we're moving around, trying to get out of people's way. And um, someone handed Schlemmer a who was that? It would have been Burkle. Yeah, it was Elmer. Yeah, okay. yeah, asked me if I wanted a beer. Well, of course I want a beer, but I don't like green beer. Sorry, so, I'd rather drink elephant yeah. urine than green beer. And he handed me a green beer, and he took a drink, and he spit it out now i don't know what we were talking about that day it could have been ncaa tournament right state you do something and i stopped directly in the middle of my statement as i watched him spit it back into his cup and i said don't be a meow you don't spit your beer out as i said it 
I knew it, and I'm like, well, technically, I didn't break an FCC rule. <laughs> technically, it's frowned upon, and I meant every word of it, by the way. And everybody but, in the uh, car frowned on it. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, it was everyone, let's have our kids in the car and listen to 1410 ESPN Radio Day, because I just got lit up uh, for it. And look, here's the thing. I... I want everyone listening to our station. I don't think we do that bad a job, I think. But, you know, we do talk to men 25 to 54. Not that men 25 54, the only way to talk to them is to talk about meows and boobs and all that. But you know what? Um, we can be a little bit more aggressive with our style of show. Uh, but I do feel bad when kids hear certain things because it's not like we're bad people. But there's just certain things you shouldn't let your kid listen See, to. See, that's, that. that's a beauty of what we do, too. As you say in the audience, and there's demographics you all radio people talk about, I couldn't care less or know anything about. It's like analytics and baseball. We don't. We do talk to that group of people, but we also have younger people. We have females, wives, girlfriends, whatever. It's we're not basically locked into that. Whatever he just said, twenty-five to fifty-four age men. We've got old people, young people, male, female, whatever. That's the beauty of what we do. And again, it goes back to we entertain or we try to entertain people every day. Unfortunately, the other guys in town like Jack and Hitch and and Mikey. They're locked in, man. They got like three minutes to try to put in anything and everything. And people don't get to see exactly their true personality or how funny they really are. They got to put the TV makeup thing going on. They got to put the style master hairdos and all that stuff. And they don't get to be themselves. What's fun for us, and Justin was mentioning a minute ago, the different people that go out to their car and this and that. We get a lot of the media in town, all of them, will text us and commenting about, Stuff we're talking about. We've had them in studio, but it's funny that they're also chiming in on what we're talking about. So, again, what we do is is so much fun. I just wish people had a chance to come in and be part of it, real, just to see what it's really like behind the curtain and find out, no, it's not quite as easy as y'all think it is. You know, and you know, and, and Justin certainly knows about it. When people start calling you and bugging you at 2, 3, 4 in the morning, that's over the line, folks. Mm. Just saying, that's over the line. But it beats working. It's a great job, isn't it? We're not complaining. Who's been some of your favorite guests on the show in the studio? I know who our worst one was. We the worst a- interview we did was Jim Clemens. Yeah. And he was he was just not ready for what the interview was because he wasn't sure what he was his charity was for. And that was a little <laughs> bit awkward. Mm. Um, Any guest is a good guest. Um, any guest is a good guest. We've we've never had a bad guest. There's been interviews like we had one last week uh, as a beat writer for the Bengals. I can't remember. It wasn't on his end. It, you know, just sometimes the sometimes the flair just isn't there for the interviews. So it's just kind of it gets your boring, you know, question and answer and no interaction in between type deal. Um, the best part about this job is when you get to talk to a Marty Brenneman for the day. I mean, we just Schlemmer and I spent two hours with one of the top fifty NBA players of all time and Willis Reed the other day. And this was before the show even started. I mean, we heard that Willis Reed, he's sitting in a rocking chair around the corner. We walk around. I'm like, damn, that is Willis Reed. This is really cool. And we get to talking to him a little bit. And he seems, you know, he's okay. He's interacting. But I got the vibe that we were annoying him. So I'm like, whatever. I just wanted to at least shake his hand, say a talk. But then I don't know what clicked. But all of a sudden, it's just we started talking LeBron and Kobe. And and then he just opened up. And we couldn't get, I, I couldn't get him to stop. Schlemmer, you told him a couple times, hey, we'll come back and get you when our show starts. And nope, he got up and he followed us to the table. He wanted to get set up, and he gave us an entire first hour on the show. I thought that was amazing and really cool because uh, I, I just thought it was very unique that 
we get a top 50 NBA talent like that that was willing to give us all that time on the show, and we probably got an entire three hours out of him. If we would he doesn't him. do radio interviews at all. And like Justin said, I think he had more fun spending the time with us than at any other time during the time he was here at that event. And it was it was odd because he just, like, he wanted to stay on the whole three hours, but we felt like we were imposing on him already. But just to we're still shaking our head. This is one of the top 50 basketball players in the history of the game. And here we are like we're old friends, like old buddies. He talked to us about anything and everything. It was It was just so cool. That's part of the job that those are the great parts of the job. When you get to meet the people you followed your entire life or the Hall of Famers of the game, like he said, getting to talk to Marty, and he knows Marty pretty good and his wife now, those parts of the job are really cool. I can't think of really any interviews – how McCoy my is my favorite one we do um, because that never gets old. Um, that's going to be a guy that years from now, and I don't mean this in a Another cold way, famer. but years from now, um, when we look back at Hal McCoy, you know, I mean years from now, and I hope it's years and years from now, that's going to be one that I always look at and say, you know what? That was cool. That was just really cool. He's right that sometimes no matter who the interview is with, Either they're not up for it or they're just it's just a bad day or it doesn't click or the subject is not really where they want to go. That can make it a little awkward. I think one of the best parts of what I enjoy is the different people from the different states around the country that call in on, you know, because they're hearing it on the stream. That's pretty cool. When you get somebody calling from California or Texas or Florida that is chiming in in Dayton, Ohio, that's pretty cool. We had, really cool. we had uh, Herm Edwards on. That was cool. That's another one that I'll look back on. We forget about that one, but Herm Edwards was neat. Um, at the end of the day, people think that our favorite guests are the guys that we normally don't get on all the time, but I love when we get an Anthony Grant on. I love when we get a Scott Nagy on. I like if we get a Bob Grant or a you know the president of UD or the athletic director for UD. We had uh, Haas Child in just a few weeks ago, and then – about a week or two later, if I'm not, no, it was about a month later, Mike Hoschild gets his first career win. And then to get him on the show the very next day, I mean, we didn't even know if we'd get him on because he was, you know, out long the night before celebrating his first win. So it's, to me, it's the local stuff. You know, Willis Reed was cool, but you know how cool it was to talk to him uh, about some of the UD teammates that he had in New York. That to me means way more as a local listener to hear, okay, Willis Reed, that's cool. Justin Kinner's Mark Schlemmer, Willis Reed. But what does Willis Reed mean to me as a Dayton listener? Oh, yeah. He played with a former Dayton Flyer with the Knicks. Two, I mean, uh, two local yeah, guys. Here. Donnie May. Yeah. So to talk about that, that stuff's pretty neat. Um, we got it. We watched him shake hands and get to meet. Um, Donaher Don, the other Donner 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 yeah. the other day that was really neat. So to me, it's the it's the local guest because it just you know Eric Horseman, not a big name, but he puts on this not just the biggest high school basketball tournament in Dayton, the second largest high school basketball showcase in the country, and that's from here in this area, and it's put on a mile down the road from us. I love those guests, those guys. Icky Woods is cool. He come in here and doing the celebrity golf. Well, Keith that Byers he does. is now with and, us. Yeah, yeah, um, and we consider him. We sound like the old guy. Our good friend Keith. But no, we consider him. I mean, the show ends. It's not like he just gets in his car and leaves. I mean, half the time, what the show would end at six, and we're not leaving here to about a little after seven because he just likes to stay and hang out, which we love, and just get to share, talk stories with them. So again, I love all of our guests, but to me, it's the local guys that mean the most to me uh, the Rick because of what they mean. The Jeff yeah. Price is it? They call us back, or we'll you know talk to us and go. This is the best part of our week. Because we look forward to having fun 
it's not that canned, hey, how's your team doing, whatever that, you know. They come on to have fun. They tell us, you know, what's going on, but it's also laughter and entertainment for them, and that's what they really and truly enjoy. Um, Mike Golick Jr. called or texted him. When yeah, they, these guys are listening to our show. <laughs> so, I mean, that stuff's really cool. Um, I st- I'm trying to think of a bad interview, and nothing's really hitting me right now, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty neat, though, when it comes to that stuff. I mean, the people we get to meet along the way. I mean, Icky Woods, we met to do that celebrity golf outing, but now messaging back and forth with them throughout the week and throughout, you know, it's just pretty neat. What is it like being the only local sports talk show in Dayton? Well, I think it's cool because we can say whatever we want about us. We are the literally the best and worst local sports talk show in Dayton, Ohio. I, I think, <laughs> and this might come out sounding funny because – we are the only ones right now, but in all honesty, I think the radio stations in this town, all of them, except obviously the one we're on, are really missing a boat. And I know we hear the same song all over the place, oh, radio's dead, sports talk's dead. No, it's not, because when you get in your car, you can get any music you want, but you cannot get sports talk, news talk, especially at the local variety. And again, we're lucky because we do stream the show, and we go all over the country with it. We don't just lock into Dayton. Um, I, being the only one, I'll be honest with you, I don't really think about it that often because um, LW's down the road and Columbus got theirs and whatnot. We try to do what we do. I want another station here. I want another show. Uh, one thing I've yet to be able to do, I was going to say you had competition, but no, you didn't. Uh, I have yet to be able to do a show um, – with another you have local, over yeah. there? it's pretty warm in here. Uh, see, we make you him excited. We man. make him uncomfortable. We're like, I've said a couple cuss words. She's a couple. You should have known what you were going to get with us. Okay? I, I, um, I know, but no, hey. but I would love if you know. I'm not going to drop other stations' names, but I would love another local talk show here because I believe, and I'm not just saying that. You can get another big name. You can get a, what we do is special. I'm confident that you could take our show and put it up against any other local sports talk show that you would bring in this city, and I think we'd win. I really do. I mean, people and are going to like you or not. It's that simple. And it but, doesn't yeah, mean right that whoever on. they bring in is not good. I just believe no matter what happens, and I don't care how cocky this sounds, we are better. We are hungrier. We uh, have a better chemistry on this show. Yeah, what I time feel do like we, we have anyway, great, speaking of hungrier. We're going to go get that free pizza from the Reds 11 strikeouts. Remember That's about that. the only good thing they've done all year yeah, for we us. got dogs coming in here shortly. But, uh, no. Nice. Um, I just, I really do. I'm a competitive person, um, and right now it's just trying to compete with, really, from a standpoint of another sports station, we don't have one that we're going up against in regards from a local standpoint. Well, I mean, like I said, we know LW's down the road, and that's probably if there is competition but, for but us. They're not, they can't be because it's WLW. But I they mean, shoot, yeah. texted him all the time, taking shots at us. Well, that tells us, well, they must be hearing us then. What do you listen to us for if you got your own show? If so, again, there's a compliment. I Honestly, even back when I was on before, I never really looked at it that way. Um, it's like you know it, but in my, I try not to even think about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm not smart enough to think about it. But I think when you get to the point when you get that get that big-headed thing and, and know it, then you're in trouble. We just do what we do. You know, we're here for the people. We open the microphones up, give them topics, and away it goes. But he's right. I don't care who comes in. We do what we do, and they're either going to like it or not. And right now, it seems to be working. But I embrace. I am. I'm a competitive person, and I feel like it's another another <laughs> uh, another local show here would bring out 
even more in us, I think, because I think when you hear, oh, well, wow, that's good do, or bad. Did you hear who they got on? Oh, yeah, well, F them. We're going to go get this guy on. Oh, you hear that segment they did? Oh, yeah. Well, here's how we can make that better. And, I, you know, everyone loves a little good competition, it's like the WWE versus WCW days, right? Like that. I mean, that's just that mentality. Competition. See, I'm just best. checking my page because I can multitask. I'm getting stuff yeah. from Wisconsin. There's one from the British Virgin Islands. I mean, this is fascinating. And again, people are starving. For a place to talk sports. We're a little date in Ohio, remember? But, I mean, yesterday, Jerry Royce, the former big league pitcher, gets on the page. Tommy John's on a page. There's all kind of names on there, all the way from the mayor of Dayton to the homeless of Dayton. I mean, this is fascinating, but it just shows, again, people want a place to talk sports. You can't get rid of it. I mean, it's not music. You got Hunter Green on the page now, too. Yes, we do. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's just been fascinating to people that you know, have jumped on board. And we, we're grateful for it. Believe me, we're both very, very grateful to the people that have supported us and still are. And we joke a lot around about the heart socks and the polls. And, are you going to make fun of uh, me again? No, but I actually, right I will there. say this, and this is not a shot at them. I was always, and I, I don't mean this in a in an aggressive, mean way. I was, I am still young, but starting out like those guys intimidate me. Anyone that's been around in a market, and this goes for any market you go to media-wise, there's going to be guys that own that market in regards to they've been around a long time. So when you go to a market, you're going to pinpoint, okay, who are the guys? And it's Jack, and it's Hutch, and it's Hartsock. Okay? So right away when I first started doing this, those are the guys I always either heard about or I would see out and about all the time. And, you know, I didn't really speak with them much. I didn't talk. I really appreciate that since we started doing this show, how much they've embraced the show. You hear all the time in media about how about, oh, I'm not going to go on. You're not going to get them on our show. That's that cross promotion, which I've never understood why there's not more of that. It doesn't hurt Free in my publicity opinion. publicity in my but mind. I think it's, we've had Mike Hartsock come in twice. Uh, Jack and, and Hutch have been, have been on throughout uh, our little stretch doing this since February. But it's just cool to get that um, validation from those types of guys that are willing to come on our show because they're busy. They've worked with the best of the best, so they're not just going to take time out of their day and work with anybody. So that means a lot. I think the big that. thing with them too, and and or the, that they just lost bets and just like to make fun no of us. <laughs> I think they just like to say, "All right, go on the Kenner and Schlemmer show, and then we're all going to meet later and just make fun of the two bozos." I think that's really what happens. But I like to think that they like us. So <laughs> I think those guys, the one thing they enjoy, and when I had Jack on years ago, nobody knew Jack was funny, and people still talk about that show to this day. But I think with Jack and Hitch and and Mike especially, they look at it as fun. Larry Hansen came in. It was fun because they don't get to do this in their normal job, either because their company won't allow them to be funny or they just have such little time. They have to, in TV especially, they have to look pretty and do the sports so they don't get time to let people see their real personality. And like he said, once he got to know these guys, they're human. They're They're funny. They're good people. And I think that's another reason they like coming in and when they text in with different comments and this and that, they have fun with it. And, again, that's what makes us what we are. It's fun. Oh, people get mad at us, and they are right now because of Urban. But at the end of the day, it's fun. That's why I laugh. Going, what the hell do they do all day at work? They're on their computer all day or they're talking to us. So, no, we're very grateful for what we've got as far as listening audience. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad we can let guys like Mike and Jack and – and hit, have a chance to come on air and let people know, hey, they're really people. They're funny. Mike's not just a talking hairdo. You know, it's fun for them. And, again, that's good for us. We enjoy that stuff. That's probably one of my favorite clips for the break, that your heart sock impersonation. <laughs> that's, that's the worst, the worst that's heart the worst sock there ever was, but still. <laughs>
No, but when he used to do that, I was always worried about, okay, look, I like to be a little edgy. Uh, I don't want to disrespect people, but if there's something there that'll entertain people at the expense of others, I'm okay to cross that line. Uh, you know, being a PD, I have to worry about those things too from business relationships, but I was a little worried with Schlemmer. I'm like, okay, what's that line that we can cross? <laughs> that was always, but the heart sock thing was always the one I was worried about because I didn't want to disrespect him. But at the same time, his impersonation is freaking funny. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> but I always thought, and you even did too, you weren't even sure how that was going to be embraced at first because it wasn't always embraced at that great in the past. Well, Mike so, and I know each other, obviously, and, and I know pretty much how far you can go. And he's right. It's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, we get close a couple times, but I'm not, I would never do that to try to hurt somebody. And again, I know Mike well enough. And I'm sure years past, I don't think that's funny. They're making fun of me. But the show's better because of me. Go ahead and help their ratings a little bit. My ratings went up. Hutch, you stink. You can't go on there. But, but I, First I would of all, never, Hutch is the only one that won't come in. All he does is call. He can't be that busy. He's getting his he? hair fixed. Come on. I mean, I would never cry. And those guys, like I said, we all know each other. We make fun of each other. And even the callers, we will laugh at some of them because you can't help but not. But we're not going to go out of our way to get personal and jam somebody on the air. It's hard not to at times, but that's not that's not what we're here for. We start doing that, you're going to have an empty audience in a quick hurry. But I'd like to think I know because of being on the other side of the coin, I guess, being in the other side of that microphone, I know how far I can go with certain people as far as athletes and, and the guys in the media. You know how far you can take it and push it and how much – They'll allow you. And and again, I get it. A lot of the listeners probably go, oh, my God, he's tearing Hartsock up again. No, I'm not. And a lot of times, and he sees this, I'll get texts during the show going, do your Hartsock. <laughs> but people know we're trying to entertain, and it's not to be hurtful to Mike, because Mike takes it well. And I will say I was shocked when he came in the first time here and did it to, did it to you know, here, I'll give you a good one. But no, for the most part, that's what people enjoy when they come on because they know it's going to be funny. They really don't know, like you, you don't know what we're going to come up with next, but it's entertainment. We're trying to be entertaining with sports talk, but also give people some laughs. And for me, that's that's one of the best compliments people can pay Justin or I either one when they'll say, my mom, my wife, my girlfriend doesn't have a clue what the hell you guys are talking about, but they won't miss a show because it's just funny. That's when you know you've done something right, when you got people tuning in because it's entertaining. And really, if you listen to national sports talk shows, there's they're not really entertaining. It's they're just not like, sports talk shows anymore. Yeah. For the most part, they want to be comedians. They have to have their stick. You listen to Levitard or Cowherd or anybody else, you get very little sports talk. And especially, obviously, local talk, you're not going to get any. Well, hold on. There's one guy to defend more than any other in national radio is Cowherd. He is the best, bar none. In my Where opinion, not. He is the best. Who is the best in your opinion? Me, I, second best. <laughs> I'm the best. Second. Best. I don't like Howard. I just don't. I um, I think he's as far as the national guys go. I don't know. Mr. Potato Head used to be okay. But he's not sticks, good. But Colin does sports though. He doesn't. He do will talk to. What's your favorite ice cream topping? Call in to ESPN. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, really? Did, did you see the movie I watched? It's pretty good. Now we we have fun a little bit from time to time. Like we did the what's the one movie you watched that if other people that if your friends knew they'd make fun of you. We mix that in from time to time. But like I noticed ESPN, like Golik and Wingo, they make it a point every day. Uh, you know, how do you handle road rage? What's your, do you cuss? Do you give them the burt? Like those things. I'm just like, ah, 
Like, mm-hmm. don't make it. We just, if we if it falls in our lap, we'll roll with it. We don't sit there and plan to be sticky with it. And I think listeners know when you're trying to be sticky. Yeah, I mean, yesterday, what's a Peter people came out against animal crackers? Oh, yeah. The okay, new that's box. that's funny, but, the, you know. The new we're box not, we're doesn't have an hour topic out of it. So. Can you stretch this for 45 minutes? Oh, There's could, no you, bars you on the new boxes. Could. I mean, you really could take a topic, and we've done it. The dumb of the topic, usually the more reaction, to be honest with you. I'm trying they to think of list. one. I'm trying to think of one that we did recently. All the that movies that make you cry. Have you ever, has your team ever made you cry with a win mm. or a loss? You know, we've done. I mean, the the left handers day that was like one. I'm like, okay, we'll just we'll end the show with that. It was a quick little out. Then we ended the show with like a full phone line because or with the with the lines full because everyone had a left hander story, which fit in well, by the way, because we had Willis Reed who seemed to have an obsession. There's a with ton of lefties, <laughs> but no, it's. Yeah, I, I, as far as national host, real quick to go back to that, Colin How- Cowherd, from the time the show starts till the end, you may not like the topics, but I think he does about as good a job of any, who I like to try to format my stuff off of a little bit, is having a topic that's going to make you think. Not just come I on and you say... you were yourself after the Hall of Famer. Oh, no, that... Ah, man. If it ain't broke, that's a big shoe to fill. Those shoes are too big. Ronald um, McDonald's wearing but, them right now. <laughs> but, but Colin, what he does is he'll take a topic Procuro's and red make you dick. <laughs> You're such a meow. Um, but no, he takes a topic and makes you think and makes you dive into it a little bit and not just sit there and say, well, do you think the Buckeyes are going to be good this year? It's okay. Well, what about the Buckeyes is going to make them good this year? What What are some surprising things that are going to make them good? I don't know. It's just digging deeper into topics and not just being so generic and bland uh, like some other hosts that used to be here. So I'm just You know you to, need it when your old boss is texting you laughing at the stuff you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> aye, aye. You mentioned a while back about your favorite food coming in, your favorite uh, clips. You mentioned the dogs of the week. You want to talk a little bit about where that yeah, idea came from? we've been trying to get Schlemmer adopted for yeah, like, nobody will adopt me. I'm housebroken, too. I, I got I, I to gotta do this before you say anything. The idea of the dog of the week was Justin's entirely. Nobody else in this building, <laughs> it was his. So for all the people in this building keeps trying to take credit for this, no. Justin Kenner had this idea. Nobody else and it's gone unbelievably well. The trouble is when they bring these dogs in, it's hard not taking one of them home. I mean, it yeah. yanks your heartstrings. The dogs have just been unbelievably cool. Hmm. We've but only all had the one accident. Him. We've only had one accident. And that's because Schlummer just got so excited that the dogs were I know, in. No, but it. I didn't make a big pile. <laughs> uh, now that look, the thing about what we do, we talk sports every day. Yeah, but there's also things that. We are passionate that we care about. Everyone has. I mean, we just had Coach Nagy on yesterday. I mean, he took his basketball team over uh, to the Dominican Republic, and you know he's passionate about that organization and Samaritan's Feet. And you know, usually we're supposed to go to Haiti. Uh, ended up going to the Dominican Republic instead, and still did a tremendous outreach uh, thing that program that they did there. Uh, but when you can take what you do, like Coach Nagy with basketball, and to incorporate that into a cause that means a lot to you, I like to try to do the same thing here. And a lot of media does it. Um, but I'm like, people suck. I hate people. Like I'm not a people person at all whatsoever. (laughs) Um, but I love animals. And that was like, okay, what can I do with this platform to be able to help something I'm passionate about? That's where the idea came about. People think radio is not visual right now in the digital age. Radio is about as visual as television. Okay. Everything we do. I mean, even from a corporate standpoint, that's being directed to us. Everything is okay. You're on the air, but how are you being seen? And that's through social media, that's through you know, you have your YouTube, you have your Twitter, you have your Facebook, you have your Facebook Live, you have your Periscope, you have you know your phone to take videos. Uh, I mean, look, we podcast our interviews, which are great, but the stuff that we get the most hit on is, hey, look, 
We're taking a picture here with Willis Reed at the NCR Country Club, and then everyone goes nuts over the photo. Being seen and let, letting people visualize where you are at uh, is pretty cool. I mean, radio is a theater of the mind to a certain degree, but when you let them behind the curtain, as you like to say, uh, that kind of adds more appeal to what we do. What's been some of your favorite social media things that you shared? Um, I don't know. I mean, you the only do thing you... the only thing that I share really because I try to keep my personal life out of it. Um, just some of the topics. Um, you know, again, you just try to find topics that'll entertain people. Um, I, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Um, you if see, it's not sports, I said I don't like putting you know anything personal life on there. The only two things I put on out of my own personal life, and I I always fight doing it, is either the day my daughter was born or the day she died. Um, for whatever reason, I just can't help but do that. But outside of that, I'm, a lot of people try to dig into Justin's personal life. They try to dig into mine, which I get it. It's part of the territory. But there's that line that, no. You it's can be, called a personal life for a reason. You can be fans of the show, but once you start knowing once, everything about once, the host, and, and, and that's it is kind humbling of, that once you're off the air, people want to talk to you. But when you get off the air at six o'clock and your phone's ringing at six o one, it's like, come on, you know, I just got done talking all day. You know, it's not you don't appreciate it, but that gets a little bit trying. Um, I, you know what? I, I don't know. Um, you try to find like the dog stuff that we put up and will put up again today. You try to find stuff like that that has a good purpose and really a good meaning. But boy, I, like, I think about that one. I, I don't know. Justin, I don't know if you've got anything that comes to mind or not. No, I mean, I just like we use it more as a as a tool, as an extension of our show. That's because we're I mean, tools. Yeah, well, radio used to be, I mean, if you were on the air, you're, you know, three to six, four to six, whatever, uh, it would just, you know, that's it. You would, as listeners, you would tune in, you would hear them from the time the show starts to the time it ends, and then you don't hear anything from them or see anything about them until the next day. That's not the case now. When I come in in the morning, and same thing with him, it's, okay, what topics, I mean, look how, many, how much stuff he posts on social throughout the day. It's just basically... It's just throwing out breadcrumbs for people to be able to pick up throughout the day. Once they're picked all up, then you're waiting for us. Just being able to provide people with enough content throughout the day to interact with us so that when we do get to the show, you kind of have an idea what we're going to talk about. But I just think it's unique. It's an extension of the show. I always tell him my favorite thing about what we do is that the reason I know what we do works is when people, like our show ends at 6, but when people are at home watching a Reds game over the weekend and they kind of know what ticks, what drives us and what's our likes and dislikes. For instance, him, Billy Hamilton, everyone knows the man crush that he has on Billy Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Do you realize that every time Billy Hamilton gets a hit, he gets lit up on social media? Oh, yeah. And the reason that is is because people right away are watching the Reds and you think that, okay, they're on the weekend. They're at home after a long day at work. The last thing they should be thinking about is a Justin Kinner or a Mark Schlemmer or any other host out there. But they're watching a game. They're with their families. They're eating dinner, whatever they're doing. Billy Hamilton gets a hit. And what's the first thing they're thinking about? Not about the meeting the next day. Not about, oh, crap, we have three kids. We need to get bathed and showered and bathed and, and put to bed. Not about, oh, the dogs need to, oh, we got all these dishes. No, the first thing they think about when Billy Hamilton gets a hit is, oh, F you, Mark Schlemmer. He really is good. To me. And did you see that play, Mark? Oh, we talked yes. about that. Any game, play, at bat, boom. And the best part is when they go, did you see that? Well, I'd like to. You know, we if we give our predictions for an outcome of a game or something, 
over the weekend. I'm minding my own business with Amway. I look down and it's, oh, I thought you said so-and-so was going to blow. You know, this Urban Meyer thing is a prime example. I have an opinion on it that is very different than most, okay? If it's announced that he keeps his job, I am, my phone I'm probably just going to put away for a little bit. I'm not joking. And it's not because I can't take it or because I'm soft or as, you yeah, know, I have to, the thicker skin. It's because I know I'm going to get lit up. And that is fine. We're That's the nature of no this. No matter what. My thing is, is if you're a radio host in, in any kind of medium where you have to have an, a sports medium where you have to have an opinion on something, if you're not getting lit up by anybody, then you're not doing your job because that means you're boring. That means you don't have an opinion on something. What I mean is this Urban Meyer thing, every person that has a show out there should have somebody bitching at them when it's all said and done. If I think that he should lose his job if he screwed up, I'm going to have all the pro-Ohio State people saying he kept his job, see, you're a hater, blah, blah, blah. If he gets fired, okay, I'm still going to have those same people, F you, you got what you wanted, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get a reaction no matter what. If Wright State UD, that's another one, Wright State all year long was winning, 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 and I stuck to my guns. I continue to stick by Wright State. I continue to take my shots at UD. Not that I have an issue with UD, but I know what ticks with that fan base when it comes to arguing the UD versus Wright State. The second Wright State lost in the tournament, my phone gets lit up with all the UDP. That's part, that means they're thinking, the first thing they think of when they look at the television and see Wright State lost in the tournament, the first thing they think of is, oh, Justin Kenner, yeah, screw you. Oh, Billy Hamilton gets a hit. Oh, Bill, Mark Schlemmer, screw you. Again, those are the, it's not a bad thing. Those are the negative, or those are the people against us. Then there's all the people that, you know, love well, You throw a do. topic out, too, where any kind of a list we'll throw out, and it's the same thing. For days, they'll either text us or mention it, Something that we've said, and that's when you know you're doing something right because people what remember the, that. We do, we do a good job of throwing those out there. Now I can't think of one that we've it's done. It's like double initial athlete, something that's stupid, like double M, like a Mickey Mantle, you know, something oh, the like greatest that. comeback stories or the, you know, one we talked about the other day that we haven't put on the show yet that we will uh, is about, okay, what are some of the great players that had great coaching careers? Like Phil Jackson, very good player, great coach. You know, we hear all the time it's the great coaches that were bad players. How many of the situations, you know, so the, those things where you're at work and you're like, oh, I forgot about him. I should have called that in yesterday. Those things, those topics I like to leave with people to think about throughout the week and throughout the day. You walk in a store and somebody will yell at you. Oh, I wish you guys had quit that. That's all I think about. Or like he said, if Billy Hamilton does something good, I know my phone's going to blow up. Anything happens today with Urban, he's a dead fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, but again, that's doing your job. And it's not that you're going out of your way to do it just to anger somebody or I can reel these fish in. It's just opinions. Yeah. And when I say I know what what can get people fired up, it's I know what I mean by that is I'm not saying this to fire them up. I know that what I'm about to say is going to fire them up. Uh, with the Ohio State situation with Urban Meyer, I never once said that everyone keeps saying that I said that he was guilty from the get go. Said no, if he knew and did nothing about it, he should be fired. It's that simple. Not just if. Urban Meyer, that's any coach. So if he knew and then he reported it up top, like what has come out that he has apparently, then fine. But there's still other issues being looked into. There's a lot that's being undercovered for this. So it's just one of those where you got to let it all play out, yes, to a certain degree. But at the same time, you have a history with this individual assistant coach that red flags have been popping up since 2009. I don't give a crap about arrest records. It's it's a red flag. You're Urban Meyer. You're in charge of a humongous program in Ohio State. You've got to be a better judge of character. Even if he, you know, 
I've never been arrested. That doesn't mean I have good character, right? That is, uh, well, I, I shot at myself. What I mean is <laughs> being arrested, just because you haven't been arrested doesn't mean you have good character. It just means you haven't got caught. And that's my take on Zach Smith. He hasn't been arrested, but does it, you know, but doesn't mean that, you know, he's not a bad guy when it comes to, you hear all these stories coming out. OJ was found innocent, so, but I don't yeah, think that means that's much. That's a great point. I'm glad you Thank mentioned you that. Much. Yes, I will have to use that coming up. Look, you know, OJ Simpson, you know, he was found guilty or he was found not guilty, but we all know Barry what we Bonds know. was found innocent too, so, but his head's still a pumpkin. But your urban mind, it's called risk management. Every boss in the country, you know, if he had a drinking problem or something that I would have to worry about, <laughs> I would have to sit here and say, you know, Schlemmer, I know he's going to be good for the show. But, and again, this is a hypothetical, but if he has a drinking problem to where he's constantly, you know, not showing up for work or, you know. Like Can you give you me that a bottle, car, please? I don't have to worry about getting a DUI, by the way. Yeah, I keep my new car in the garage downstairs. <laughs> so, but I would have to sit there and weigh the options. Okay, I know he could do the job, but is he going to be reliable because of X, Y, and Z? Zach Smith could do the job, but is he reliable? Is he safe for the program because of X, Y, and Z? Risk management. Urban Meyer should have parted ways with him a long time ago because believe it or not, Anything that happens under a head coach's watch, it's their fault. Right or wrong, fair or not, it is their fault. And it's the case with Rick Pitino. It was the case with Paterno. And it's the case with Urban Meyer and any other coach out there that uh, a, a catastrophe happens. It's a case happens. when I was a UD. Yeah. It's a far smaller thing. But if you're the head coach of any program, it doesn't matter. But it's how you handle it. Remember when Robinson well, and is. those guys, with uh, with when Archie was Robinson here. Robinson and Scott. And when, guess what happened? They stole stuff. Archie kicked him off the team. Tremendous, great, but, but you not know until he made one of them a captain the week after. I probably shouldn't say this, but it was found in another locker, mm-hmm. and two days later you named one of them captain. But you—he's right. You're responsible. It doesn't matter if if I go out and do something stupid, they're going to come back at Justin. It's just the way it is. It doesn't make it right, but you've got to cover your trail. You know, if one of your players does something stupid, did you go out and do it with them? No. But you're the aunt, uncle, father, and mother of those kids when you, you bring them to school. Unfortunately, you're making that kind of money and you're on top of the pile. It's what you get the big money for. You are there to run the whole organization, whole business. So, yes, he is responsible, especially since this has gone on for years and years. And we've heard over the weekend I did buck nuts and someone said something about, well, it clearly wasn't a distraction. They were winning. No, but the risk of it always being a distraction is there. Hence, where we sit today. Don't say it wasn't a distraction when we're sitting here when your head coach of one of the top programs in the country has not been in attendance for one practice as we sit here a week and a half from kickoff. It's been a distraction. Risk management. Urban Meyer should not be fired, should not be suspended. But there should be a lot of fingers pointed at him and saying, you caused this. Because if you would have got rid of the problem long ago that the red flags were there, Especially as a head coach, when you preach to all your coaches, hey, these are the five characteristics I need you to look for in the guys that we bring into our program. I would hope that you would hold your assistant coaches to the same standard. We get off on a tangent, Lee. This is your show. We, we're sorry. Hey, that's that's all right. That it's, about, it's about you guys. What are the future plans, or what would you like to see happen with Wing and your show? Well, I want to get him off my show. Uh, no I don't kidding. want. I don't want him on my show anymore. No. I do uh, do two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Suggested that one time, by the way, for two in the morning. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if you're going to ask the question for the future of Wing and your show and this cluster of stations all together. Cluster is a good word. I love cluster, especially when it's got four letters after it. But no, that is our show. You asked earlier, how would we describe our show? There it is, cluster four letter. The word train wreck out. name uh, cluster. There we go. What do you want to see in the future of your show, your job, and Wing? 
there's always room for growth. I mean, we're already adding key Says buyers. Five foot five we're guy. already. I mean, hey, I'm gro- I'm still growing. It's just out, not up. Okay. Um, always room to to add more local shows. I mean, that's the that's the thing. I think that here's the deal. Look, Wing is a is smallest radio station. We're not trying to act like we're anything bigger than what we are. But just because you have a smaller signal does not mean that you put out smaller effort. Um, I feel like we're putting out a large market effort in a small signal. And as long as I'm doing that and we're doing that and Keith Byers is doing that and our station's doing that, that's all I care about. As long as when people tune in and they're like, well, okay, it's Little Dayton, Ohio, that's fine, but this sounds like a good product. I feel like our show does a very good job of that. We embrace the local. We talk national. You asked about the guest earlier. My favorite thing to do is get national guests and talk local. You know, Jay Billis, when he calls in and we spend 10 minutes talking about the history of UD and what that program means, People ate that up, and they absolutely loved it because you can hear a Mike Hart sock. You can hear our local media guys blow up UD all the time, right? There's something special about hearing a Jay Billis do it. There's something special hearing a Clark Kellogg do it. So national guests bringing that local perspective, and I think that's always neat uh, when you get guys like that. Like if I get, you know, if we get an NFL guy on, we're going to talk Browns and Bengals, two teams. You know, we can easily get a guy on to talk about the Patriots and to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, but you can hear that Monday through Friday all day long on Sports Center first take if we get a national guest on we want to bring that national attention to a local feel um but no just to keep growing um I'd love to get Keith Byers rolling even more and get him more acclimated in the station which we know he's a fan of doing by the way and just for us to keep growing our show and, and getting us out more I want to be I want our show to be out on location more I want us we love our listeners we love our callers but we want to be out there with the listeners too now I know I asked Schlemmer this moons ago about a year on episode 5 but for those trying to get into the field of broadcasting, what advice can both of you set? Become a musician. Become a musician? If if you get into the business, and Justin and I have talked about this the last couple of days, it's difficult to get into the business. I was lucky, as I told you, because I've never had training in this. But when you get into it, one, you have to be yourself. And as I said earlier, if you try to be something you're not or if you – Try to answer stuff you have no idea about, and the and the people can see through your act or whatever it is. You're done. If you get the opportunity, just be yourself. Be prepared more than anything else. Don't take it for granted, and the chips will take care of themselves. You're going to make mistakes. We do every day, but as long as you're just honest, you give your opinions. Don't try to stir up stuff that doesn't need to be stirred up or make something up. Then you got a chance. But first things first, you have to get lucky enough to get into the business. For me, I find myself very fortunate. I feel bad. Look, I did not plan my whole life that I was going to do this. In fact, a lot of people back at home, two hours north uh, in Van Wert, Ohio, when they found out what I was doing and, and what it, they couldn't grasp that because I was a very, you know, I was, when I was around people I was comfortable with, I had a big personality. But other than that, not a lot of people, you know, I didn't like speaking in front of people. You know, just big crowds made me nervous, those types of things. No one expected me to do something like this. So it's not like I've always thought that I wanted to do this. However, I've always been obsessed with sports media. Um, With that being said, when I got into the student radio station at Wright State, I just wanted to, you know, our OM here all the time says just try and just keep trying. You know, if it doesn't work, fine, try something different. And that's what we did. I said, look, everything I do, I'm going to do it to the largest scale possible. Everything I do. All right, I just want to make, do it at a, at a large level, a large scale. And for me, that's what I did at Student Radio. We were doing remotes. We were making, we were adding legit clocks into our show to make it sound like a legit show so that whenever I would get my opportunity, I'd be ready to go. Bottom line is, is everything you do preparation-wise, do it so that you're ready to go and hit the ground running. But I'm lucky as hell. 
Like, there's a lot. I mean, like, I give you a ton of credit. You've been very patient. You are out there. And I'll say this about you, too. You're always focused on what you want next. But the thing is, what you're doing, there's a lot of people that want what you're doing. Like, you're working with the two D1 colleges here in this town. Like, I, th- those, that's great. Like, you just got to know what you want to do and keep going. And that's why I give you credit for the podcast. Because if I wasn't lucky enough to get this, I would be doing a podcast along with you efforting to do the same thing it's just about breaks and being in the right spot at the right time it's not about there's a lot of talented people that aren't lucky enough to be around a position that opened up like i was so it's not about talent it's not that people aren't good enough to do it it's just about being in the right place at the right time and fortunately i've been there how can people follow you on social media Uh, a couple different ways twitter is uh, at 1410 kinner k-i-n-n-e-r uh, you could friend me on Facebook, follow me on Facebook as well. It's just Justin Kinner there. I have Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all my first name. Look, I mean, I use social medias for uh, to push out our content uh, and stuff, but I love using Snapchat for a sports perspective because I get to take people behind the scenes a little bit, uh, especially at UD and Wright State games and any of the you know, NCAA tournament. We went Facebook Live as Wright State was hoisting up the trophy, and we were able to be on the floor and, and get a Facebook Live video of, live as it was happening uh, down on the floor, getting behind the scenes coverage of the players and coaches and their reactions and stuff. So it was pretty neat. Outside wing, what else do you do in the world of broadcasting? Because we broadcast Wright State Sports, not together, but we get opportunities to do that. And you have a high school football schedule set to start at this day of recording Friday, the 24th. Um. I mean, I do a lot of I broadcast volleyball for Wright State. Uh, I've done some soccer. Look, the one thing I'm bad at, really bad, is soccer. Like, really bad. Really, love, really bad is soccer. So, I love soccer. Um, broadcasting soccer, I'm not good at it. I'll just admit that. But uh, I do softball and volleyball uh, and women's basketball. Uh, and then I fill in for men's games from time to time if, if, if need be. But at the end of the day, anything I can get involved with, I do. So I'm just, you know, I just try to be available. And I mentioned this on my high school episode on the podcast but you're set to begin high school football games on 101.5 which is hank fm it's not on wing how can people listen to those uh 101.5 hank fm as you just mentioned we have an app that's where we carry all of the games you'll be able to listen on that this will be the second year that we've done this uh funny thing we got keith byers working with us which has been really cool uh, but having him be able to work with us and do that has been really neat because having a professional like that to be committed to doing this with us a second year, but you could download the 101.5 Hank FM app and, and catch all the games there on Fridays. Um, but yes, myself and Keith Byers will be doing that. Which games are you looking forward to the most? Uh, we're doing all GWAC games, but like Centerville, Wayne. I mean, we have Austin East uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee, coming down to take on Wayne this weekend uh, for week one. But I always love the Wayne-Centerville matchup. Uh, I mean, Springfield's going to be good. They have a lot of D1 talent. Uh, you know, Mo Douglas's kid. Uh, is a is a big time prospect. I think she's already committed to a school, but he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, there's just a lot of great teams in the G Walk and a lot of really good matchups, and uh, I think we have a pretty good broadcasting team doing them too. Mark, how can people follow you on social media? Just Facebook page, just just my normal Facebook page. I don't do Twitter, I don't do Snapchat or any of that other stuff y'all do. Justin, um, we need to get Mark on Twitter. No, my page is as you all know keeps me very busy. <laughs> so no, just. Under my normal Facebook page, I don't don't get offended if I don't friend you because everybody's on the page already. That's all. That's all it is. It's on there or here at the station. Justin, Mark, thanks for giving me your time of day for this episode fifty nine of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. It's and a I'm, good thing we were sixty nine. That'd have been horrible. That would have been nice. <laughs> no, but thanks for your time, and I love listening to the show when I can. So what do you mean when you can? What kind of endorsement is that? 
when I'm in the car. Stuff. When when you can, right? I thought you said this was going to be fun. Would you let me? You don't even listen to our stuff. I bet he watches me though. Yeah, Justin, Mark, thank you, and I love the show. Right? This is episode fifty nine of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Closing theme provided by Roy Matz at RoyMatz.com. For every available platform to listen to the podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcasts. For podcast updates, like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. On Twitter, Follow the podcast at Gem on Queen Crown and the host at the Lee W. Mowen.